Today's episode is a special one. It's a case study I did with my student, Allie Klein, a military spouse and mom of three, as part of a recent free pricing challenge I did. Allie's story is so great. I wanted you to hear it. So here it is. So the real question is, how are portrait photographers like us able to run a profitable business and still put our families first? without selling digital files for cheap and working all the time. I'm Sarah Petty, your host of the Worth Every Penny Joycast, and I went from a stressed out, overworked mama with three babies to being named one of America's most profitable photographers without working my kids' lives away. Each week, I'll show you how to find and serve boutique portrait photography clients in a world where we compete with free thanks to everyone having a digital camera in their pocket. Take the first step to adding more joy and profit to your life by downloading your free photography business tools at joyofmarketing.com forward slash podcast. I have the fabulous Allie Klein here. And you guys do me a favor. Always when I bring on past students who have studied with me and invested in themselves to do my programs and get results, Inevitably, someone reaches out and says, hey, can I get on the phone and pick your brain? Please don't do that, right? She's coming here out of the goodness of her heart to help you. So let's respect that. Okay, so Miss Allie, welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, Sarah. Hey, everyone. How are you guys doing today? We're going to go through and talk about what, how, what all of these things meant to you and how you got through them. But start off by giving everybody a little bit of your backstory. Like, where were you before you took Boutique Breakthrough in your photography and your life? So from 2020 to Boutique Breakthrough, I was a couch potato. <laughs> Realistically, I, um, I took a job because I was trying to avoid being a full-time photographer again because I had just moved my business to a new state for the third time. I'm a military spouse and Marine Corps veteran myself. So you are being, you are moving and for sure. Thank you all for your service. And thank you, Allie. Um, so you were moving in the military, but you had a business, right? What did that look like? Um, before I was kind of a hybrid model. Um, I was trying to use digitals as an incentive to push people to buy larger packages. And sometimes that worked out great for me. And sometimes it um, was very disappointing with the clients that I had. <laughs> yeah. And so you kept moving every couple of years. And were you trying yeah. to start your business back up in all those places? Yeah, absolutely. So it's about getting new clients every single time. And um, one of the times I was in a country where I actually could not target to any of the local market. My market had to be all military members because of our status agreement there in that country. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It yeah. was just very difficult. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So in those three years from 20, cause you just did boutique breakthrough in March. So in those three years, were you, did you know who I was or had you followed me at all? Um, I found you on a podcast and then I picked up your book and I read it and I clung to it. And I reread it um, every time I was feeling a little bit down, but I still had a lot of head trash going on, a lot of mental stuff that I needed to work through. And so I really wasn't ready. Honestly, in that three years, I didn't even pick up my camera. And that was probably the most depressing thing. <laughs> You're telling yourself, I just, I can't do it again. I just can't yeah. like you start over again. I just can't do it. 
Yeah, it was that. It was, I'm not good enough. There's so many better people than me. People charge, you know, I'm seeing $200 for 20 images and there's no way I could do that. And I have a family and it was just, you know, just all the things, everything, every excuse that there was, I was using it. (laughs) Yeah. So what changed for you? Um, I think it was when I saw a challenge like this pop up on one of my Facebook feeds and I was like, okay, let's see what this is about. I've been following you for a couple of years. Let's, let's really see what this is about. And, um, I did one of these challenges and from there I was like, I'm in, I'm going to boutique breakthrough. And I followed all the steps through the program and, um, really just everything that you offer and helping me through my mental stuff, that was like the biggest aspect for me, because, um, like I said, it was, I was really down and, um, this, this training that you kind of give us through the program was just amazing. And it helped was so uplifting and it led me to where I am now. <laughs> but you have three boys, right? I do. What is your husband? So you're juggling a full-time job yep. and three boys. And what, what is your husband's view on your business? Like what, what does he think about it? Um, he just wants me to be happy. Uh, so he's, but he's really hands off on that. He helps out with the kids a lot, but, um, you know, there's, there's things that require, require my attention. And when he's away for training or duty or other things like that, it's, you know, it's all on my plate. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you were the one like trying to decide to do this or not do this. What changed your mind? Cause I think a lot of people are sitting in that, like three years it took you of sitting there and like not making money. Do you ever look back and look at what you didn't make in those three years? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you, you discuss, I made the 12,000 in a little over 30 days and it was just like, where, why haven't I been doing this the whole time? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what did you hear? Do you think that made you go, this is a different way. Maybe I could actually do this and make it fit into my life. I mean, there had to be some, was there a specific thing? Um, I think it was just uh, Part of it was seeing everybody that um, had already taken the program and been so successful at it and their encouraging words was really helpful um, in the encouragement portion and getting me to take the program. And I think just telling myself, well, all of these people did it. And so if I just do it myself, if I do the work and do the things, no, stop listening to what I'm telling myself in my head, then it's going to work for me. And it absolutely did. That's so, that's so cool. So you knew pretty quickly when you were like, okay, this is for me, this is what I'm going to do. And then you jumped in and did you, as we go through this, how did you tackle the course? Did you just, did you just follow, just trust the process and do step-by-step? So as we go through this, people see, we'll see what you did. Is that what you did? Yeah, absolutely. There were a couple of things that we'll probably talk about, but there are a couple of things that I already had ahead uh, before, like um, logo and branding and that kind of stuff. And I thought it was fantastic. And then when I came in and got coached on those things and I was like, oh, you know, that was all my hard work that I just did. And maybe it's not the right thing. Um, So I kind of had to tell myself like, yes, trust the process, do the steps because they know what they're doing. They're, they're going to help me get to where I need to be faster than if I were trying to do this on my own. Obviously I'd done these things on my own before and it wasn't working for me. So let me trust this process. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that is where we start in the program. We start by scrubbing first, getting you legal. Did you have to do all of that? You probably went through that lesson pretty quickly and setting up sales tax and a merchant ID and those type of technical things. 
Yeah, it was great to have those because, you know, I, I done it before in other states, but I hadn't done it here yet because I hadn't been operating my business. So it was great to just have that as a check in the box to make sure, hey, let's go ahead and do that before we start doing all of this stuff and start actually taking on clients. And then we went through and we scrubbed your brand. And so you already talked about that a little bit. Did you end up rebranding and changing some things or how did you settle in with it? Um, yeah, definitely. My logo changed a lot and I was really happy with the one I just created like a few months before. And I was like, okay, um, I guess I'll use some of the same elements from it, but you know, ultimately it got changed around and I'm actually really happy with it. And I've had a lot of feedback from other people saying it looks very luxury. So I like it. <laughs> yeah. It's great when you get that feedback. Right. And I get it. Yeah, we're absolutely. so emotionally attached to what we create that we're like, I can't change. This, this is perfect. This is it. And it's like, <laughs> Once you're made aware of like why it might not be communicating the right thing, sort of like you can't unhear that. And while you still like it, it's like, okay, but you're sending a message that you're a discount photographer. And I don't remember specifically with yours, but it could be anything, right? It could be just too busy. I see that a lot. It could have a disconnect. There are a lot of branding disconnects that we scrub through. Um, did you like seeing that? Like, that's one of my favorite things as a coach and watching our program unfold is seeing all, like you learn from watching other people versus just seeing your own thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think that for me was the best part of the program was, um, we're all working together as a group. I mean, we're doing individual things, but seeing what everybody else is doing and they're all on kind of the same page as you that really helps and seeing everybody else's feedback too, because it kind of gives you an idea of, okay, maybe let me not do that because that's the feedback they're already getting. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. So yeah. you hear someone else's question get answered. It's like, oh, I didn't even know to answer, ask that question. Right. I love that. I love that. So then it was like day three when we hit you with the ultimate hard challenge of pricing with all the, we give you templates and we gave you like all the things you had to make a few decisions. And then it kind of, we gave you parameters of like price, this product between this and this, this, and this, it all kind of got calculated for you. How did that feel for you? Were you freaked out or were you like, Hey, I've been doing this some, I'm not so freaked out. Or how did that go for you? Um, I wasn't really terrified about the prices, but then I was when I saw a lot of mine were way over what everybody else was doing. And so, you know, I came in and got coached on that and they told me it's because I was choosing a different, a little bit alternate path. And so my prices were going to be a little bit different. So that just hearing that from the coaches was really reassuring and knowing that I was still on the same page with everybody. But yeah, the pricing was, I spent a good few days going back and forth over that because it was a lot to think about and a lot to consider. Well, and then the coaching, right? Going in and saying, hey, I really want to do it this way. And here's why. And sometimes we say, hey, go for it. And some a lot more times we say, no, trust this process. This is exactly what we want you to do. So you were one of those exceptions. That's like, you have a little nuance that's different about what you do. And so, yes, this is the right way to tackle that. So once you got it all settled, how did you feel about your pricing? Oh, um, I was very comfortable with it. And then after I got my first two clients, even I was in by the third one, I was like, okay, this is just what it is. I'm not going to backtrack. I'm not going to hesitate over it. It is what it is. And I think going through the course and having those experiences and um, that just kind of gave me the confidence to say this, this is my pricing. And if you aren't willing to accept that, that's, I'm sorry, then you're not my right fit client. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And, uh, I I always say with pricing, you should get it profitable, set it and forget it. 
And then you mm-hmm. can, you can move it up, but you're so profitable that it's not like, Oh, and one day I'll make money. We get you making money from the very beginning. And that's why that Julie is so important that we always talk about, because don't you feel like that first client at your, what was your first order? I hate to jump ahead, but <laughs> what was your first order? It's okay. My first one was 4,400. And yeah. I was like, holy crap. Like this is possible. Like <laughs> completely. Like I wanted to like do a little dance and I had to wait until, you know, they were gone. So I could do a little dance afterwards. <laughs> yeah. I mean that that's what I tell everybody. Once you get that Julie, because I think as people are going through the process, there's still that little bit of doubt. Like, does this really work? Can this really work for me? Did you feel like you had, I mean, just even a little bit, bit, a little bit of that inside of you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Beforehand, I was like, um, you know, I don't know, we'll see how this goes and just following the steps. And I got the first one. And then after that, I was kind of like, I was on a high and then I kind of crashed again. And I was like, okay, maybe that was just a fluke, like a one-time person, like, okay, it's not going to happen again. And then going through the, you know, one of the next steps is, you know, handling objections and the first phone calls and that kind of stuff. Um, I got my second one booked and I was like, okay, someone just booked me and they know what my prices are and book yeah. me. And then, <laughs> and then I was like, okay, we're going to do this. And we went through the whole steps and, and everything in their ordering appointment came out to 3,300. And I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> it's not a fluke. It's a system. And it works. <laughs> yeah. Over yeah. and over and over again. Whoa, yeah. what a realization. I think that's an epiphany that everybody who learns this process has that we can tell people clearly upfront what our prices are and they will book us. The right people will book us and go through the process and order lots of stuff and hug us and be thrilled with it. Was any, were any of those first three or any that you've had since then? Have it, has anybody been mad at you or been angry in the presentation? No, not at all. Um, in fact, you know, I have to, I, I, my last one, I had to help cut down because she had a specific budget. She just wanted everything. And I had to help her cut down to the very best because she was like, you know, I want it all, but I can't really afford it all. So can you help me decide? (laughs) So what was her budget? Uh, (laughs) 5,000. about that darn it you had to help her cut down to only five thousand dollars you poor thing (laughs) that's amazing so you're um you're in North Carolina right I am I'm in eastern North Carolina it's kind of um kind of rural not really a city area I'm about 30 minutes from the coast okay not super wealthy are your clients multi-multi-millionaires I don't think so. No, not at all. (laughs) Normal people. Like, what do you know some of their jobs? If you're thinking back, like what some of them do for a living, some of your clients. Um, one of them was a stay at home mom. Her husband was a Marine. Um, another one was an engineer and his wife was a teacher. And then another one was a program analyst and her husband ran their farm. Yeah. Normal people who value decorating their home with this beautiful artwork. It's the best place people can put their money, I believe. I believe. Okay, so you got through pricing and then you had you got that and you send it off to order. Uh, we always do a day with White House Custom Color and it's like everybody orders. And so the next week when they're all coming in, we do unboxings and everybody looks and which is like, when you got them, where, how did you feel about yourself? 
Oh man, just seeing that, like having a pricing thing, something that I can give out, like that was so exciting for me. And I was like, wow, like this really solidifies it. I'm not sending an email anymore with my prices with like a welcome guide, which is what I kind of did before. Like it just feels more personal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So then you order your price list and then before you go out and get clients, this is what most people do wrong. They're like, I got a business. I'm going to go market and get clients. We taught you how to talk to people so that when you market and you get them on the phone, you can book them because marketing's job is to generate the lead. And then what you say, which falls in the sales category, you know, you're selling, you're building a relationship. You have to know what to say to them. Or when they ask for digitals, you're going to say, I don't do that. Thanks. Bye. And you're not going to book any. So I find a lot of people after they get through pricing, that's a little bit of a, of a tricky thing to learn, which is why I systematized it. How did that go for you? Um, so that was the scariest part for me because I am kind of introverted. And before I really relied heavily on emails and messaging on Facebook and stuff like that, because it's easier to talk to someone when you're not you know, sitting there in front of them and then telling people who I am and what I did. I never, I usually just would let other people talk. I never really talked about myself or what I did. I just be like, Hey, I'm a photographer. And then everyone's like, Oh, okay. You know, photographer, but the, you know, going through the process, it kind of taught me how to introduce myself, how to talk to people, how to let people know what I do, why it is important to me and why, you know, it might be important to you based off of, my story and, and everything else, what it is I do, why it is I do what I do. That's kind of the process that we go through. And that like going through that really helped me because I never kind of was able to define my why and yeah. going through the course that really helped me define my why. And then also making it relatable to other people's personal stories too. Um, the course helped me do that because you know, you have, you have so many different stories that are relatable to other people's and knowing how to identify their stories and connect it to your own. That was a big part in the process too. And that builds that rapport between somebody else. And it really makes it easy to talk to people where I was, I'm not so much afraid anymore. Like I was before. <laughs> yeah. Imagine what that would feel like to not be afraid to talk to people. Cause that's what most people <laughs> do. You see the phone ring and it's like, Oh no, like I've talked to people, but yeah, you still make would, it about that. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, I would never even return phone calls and people would call me. I would just send them an email. Like that's how afraid I was to talk to people. Cause it's so easy, but that's making you a commodity photographer. So Allie, you, I love this. This is so important because I think people that fear, right? That fear is what holds everybody back of talking to people. Did you role play with, with anyone? Did you get a buddy in the group? Like how did the community support you in this? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, it was really interesting. You know, we just started because um, you put us all on a Facebook group together with everybody who's in the program. And um, we all just started commenting on each other's stuff. And then um, immediately there was a group of five of us who really just connected. And I don't know how it happened. It just did. And we would like, we still chat to today and it's like, Hey, how are you doing? And, and whenever somebody's having a struggle or a challenge, we feed off of each other and, and give feedback to each other. And I think there was a couple of times where we were able to role play, um, you know, because I work a full-time job, it was hard for me to meet some of the time commitments in the group. Um, so I watched the replay videos and whatnot. 
Um, but going to my little group that we created afterwards and being able to role play with each other, that was super helpful. And I think that that's pretty common in a lot of the groups is there people get together and they find little, um, you know, either partners or groups that they really enjoy talking yeah. to. And yeah. that's a big part of the success. Yeah. Because a lot of the, the trainings, you don't have to be live. There aren't a ton of live things. There are some, but how did you juggle getting the work done with a full-time job? Um, so a lot of the videos, the lessons I would, um, listen to as I was driving to work or driving home or driving the kids to their activities. So, you know, those eat up a lot of time. And if I have 30 minutes on a drive, then I'm listening to that. And then, um, I would kind of skim through it, go back through it in the evening, um, and then print out all the necessary things I needed to print out and take any notes that I needed to take out, um, in there. And then as far as getting like, um, everything put together, everything I had to do in Photoshop, the ordering for all of that stuff that all happened in the evenings after my work hours are over. And sometimes I had to wait till after the kids went to bed, but you know, just putting that time in, I was probably spending about 16 hours a week on it, which isn't a ton of time, but, um, it was enough to get everything done. Okay. About about 16 hours a week. Totally. And you're working full time. I love it. So if you can do that, anyone can do that 16 hours a week and 35 or $12,000 over $12,000. You can't beat that. So (laughs) you learned how to talk to people. Then we gave you a bunch of marketing things. Were those things hard or scary for you? Um, as far as I'm trying to think back to what it was, the marketing, um, we went through like two, one, seven relationship, oh, yeah, yeah, like eight different things. Uh, the, <laughs> how do you go do? Yeah. The two, one, sevens, I'm still using that strategy today and it's super helpful. Um, how I was afraid to talk to people. I used the two, one, seven strategy we learned and I ended up getting, um, seven first phone calls in one afternoon. And <laughs> I had to schedule them around my lunch break and right after I got off um, wow. um, work and out of, out of those seven, two IPCs and none booking, but that was okay for me because that was helping me get over those fears of talking to people on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's amazing. A two and seven for you guys listening is uh, a marketing activity. It's my area code. I created it for my students. Um, tired of people giving everything away. So we created our, our own strategy. So your first ones didn't, didn't work out and listen to how she's talking about it. She's like, it was good. I see it as practice, not as I'm a failure. And then when did you get your, how long did it take you to get your first Julie, your first client that turned into a Julie? Um, well, that one was right away. That was like, that person actually stopped me out. Um, they found my website online randomly. And you converted but, them. Um, Excellent. I used the, really helped me, right. That really helped me build that rapport and, 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 you know, kind of get them on the hook to, you know, seeing that I was a different photographer and that I wasn't a digital photographer and I, what I was offering was way more. And so I think, um, you know, just that encompassing that's, that was really helpful. Um, but after the two, after that first two on seven that I launched and I didn't get anybody, you know, I was feeling a little bit down, but I was looking at like, okay, it's okay. It's going to be positive. Like something else is going to happen. And literally the week after is when I got another phone call of someone looking for a portrait for their, for their child. And I was like, okay, this is amazing. (laughs) I'm going to get this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. And then we went into the pre-planning session. 
Um, we call it boutique in-person consultation. So we call it a BIPC is like our little internal code for it. But you met with these people, several of them, and you planned their session. How was that different from what you'd been doing in the past? Like you were just going in, like taking all kinds of images and like hoping they'd pick some before. Yeah. Like, um, so you're talking about the IPC or the IPS? IPC. Okay. Okay. So IPC before I never really did. I kind of just sent them, like I said, a welcome guide of, you know, what to expect and, and, and things like that. But as far as going into the, um, the IPC this time, one couple, I met them at Starbucks and I don't have a, you know, I have a home, but I don't really have a studio and they weren't comfortable meeting in their home. So we met at the local Starbucks and, um, I brought in a few samples, showed them what it is I did. I brought in my price sheet and we talked about it. Um, they were ready to book right there. So we went into kind of planning their session and what they really needed and what they should wear and, and, you know, what to bring and that kind of stuff, what to expect. And we just, you know, I kind of held their hand. We looked at some clothing options online and stuff like that, just kind of, you know, tailored it to what they were needing. And not everybody has to do that, but that's something that I felt I wanted to do in that time based off of what the feedback I was getting from them. Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of people think, oh, planning the session is why you meet with them. That's like one little bitty part. It's Mm -hmm. about, it's about going through the process and figuring out what they want, which makes the actual session go so much better. Do you find after you learn those strategies that your sessions are more focused? Yeah. So that, um, that second session, I really don't think I had a full grasp of planning the session and planning to, um, shoot what I was going to go out there and shoot for the sales appointment. I don't think I had a, a full grasp on how to talk to people about that, but by the third one I did. And so it was a complete different experience for me because I went back and I rewatched that lesson again, because I looked at, okay, this didn't feel quite right. What did I do wrong here? Rewatched the lesson. When I had my third IPC, then I was like, okay, you know, what, what do you want? What can I get, get you? And we went, we looked at their walls. We looked at that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, I had it all planned out on what I was going to actually shoot for. So when I went into the sell session, I'm showing them what they already wanted on their walls and, yeah. and everywhere else. And yeah. that makes the cells so much easier. Yeah. That's what I love about a system because there are so many moving parts. You can't possibly get it all in the first time through, right? So you have to, it's perfect. Cause you do the seven B's you're like, I booked them. And then you do the next thing. And you're like, Oh, something wasn't quite right. You go back, watch it. And you're like, ah, oh, that's what I did wrong. You tweak it. And like, you just keep your sales are just going to keep going up and up and up Allie. I hope you know that <laughs> <laughs> whether you even set it as a goal or not, when you get better at the system and you serve harder, you make more money, which is so crazy. Okay. So then you learned how to build the presentation. You hadn't been doing any kind of presentation before, or did you, were you putting online galleries? What was your sales process like before? Um, So I used to take my iPad with me and I would create like a little slideshow on my iPad. And then I would show them the slideshow and then we go through and then I write down like which ones were their favorites. And so that's how I kind of did it before. But the software that you guys had us using just streamlined the the whole process and it made it so much easier to present in a way that, you know, it was similar to what I was doing before, but I think it was, you know, more in depth and it showed them a little bit more options, showed it what they it would look like on their walls versus yeah. just looking at it on a screen. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then they were ordering that day and you're done with it. Right. Absolutely. Have you done an audible with Andrea? Did you get one I of those? Did. I did. And that was super helpful too, because, um, you know, sometimes we, we, what we think is really good and what images look good and, you know, pacing of the slideshow or something like that. Um, it, you know, some things might need to be tweaked just a little bit. And especially with you and Andrea, you guys having a system already in place and have been using it for years and, you know, with huge success rate, of course, I want to get that feedback because you guys know what you're doing. I'm still new to this. So that's yeah. why I was really leaning on that. <laughs> yeah. So what an audible is for you guys listening is where, you know, Andrea has run my studio for 17 years, I think, and built all of my presentations. And so um, they, Andrea took Allie's presentation before she gave it and gave her strategies on how to rearrange it. You're showing too many, you're doing it in, in maybe a order that could be better if you did this and move this, and you're going to cannibalize your order if you show this and this. So pick one. And I know everybody who's done those or gotten the chance to do them. They're like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say with the, um, with the audible too, there was, um, a part where I completely messed up and, um, there was part of the training and I still got like a huge sell off of that order, even though I completely messed up the audible. And so I'm like, okay, now if I can go back and make those changes to the audible or the, you know, the presentation the next time, then, um, you know, it's going to be even better. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's all the little things. Do you love presenting more now that you are like, by the time you get there, it's the best part. I think people are nervous about I've had students tell me, oh, I just dropped the digital files off in their mailbox at night. So I don't have to talk to anybody, but I find that's the best part. So I had to drive 45 minutes to, um, show my last presentation and I was doing it at their home. Um, and the whole way there, I was so nervous. I was just like super jittery. I was like, oh my gosh, they're going to hate it. All this stuff. I was, and then I, I stopped about halfway through and I was like, you know what? positivity. Let's think positive. What if, like, what if the outcome is this? And I just kept telling myself positive things. And I think just speaking that stuff to the universe, like kind of really it manifested. And that's what happened because I think sometimes we go into things so negative, that that's the attitude, the vibe that we give off. And that's how our clients are going to feed off of us. But I think coming into it really positive and, and saying, you know, this is, this is going to be awesome. I think they yeah. fed off of that as well. Yeah. I love it. And even in the presentation, like you used an iPad, you use different software. Like there is no magic thing. Um, it's the, it's all like, talk about what you feel like is the, the biggest strategy that changed everything for you. Just be knowing that, you know, what they're going to buy. Yeah, absolutely. That was the, probably the biggest part of it was because, you know, uh, building the cells and you talk about how the cell starts before the cell session even happens before the session even happens. It happens at that, you know, even it happens on the phone and it happens at that first meeting, um, you know, really nailing down what it is they want, getting to know your client, getting to know how you can serve them and really providing that for them in the presentation, because then it's going to be hard for them to say no. And honestly, the last clients I had, they were in tears because they loved everything that I presented to them. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I was in tears because they were in tears. <laughs> too. I do that too. They cry. I cry. <laughs> that is I bring tissues next time. That's on my list. <laughs> 
So tell your three orders that came in that 30 days. Yeah. So the first one, like um, I mentioned earlier, it was 4,400 and it was a solo child. And then the second one was 3,300 and it was a maternity couple. And then um, the last one was 5,000 and it was a solo child as well. And it was a solo child who has a sibling, but they wanted photos of just him. So they're planning to book me again this fall for family photos. And they'll have to do the same for the second other child. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, that just feels so good. So how do you feel? Like you made 12, over 12 grand in a month. Like, what are you feeling for your career? Cause you're still working in your full-time job. Like what's the next year? What's your, what's your BHAG, your big, hairy, audacious goal? Yeah. It gets hard for me to walk into my job every morning, knowing that I've had this success. Um, right now, my, my goal is to keep it consistent and do things. I'm backtracking through boutique breakthrough sometimes to make sure I'm set up completely the way I want to be, because it is a big decision to leave your full-time career. I know you had a podcast recently where you talked about using your career to propel you further. And so that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm using, um, some of that income to help supplement, um, where I want to be, get me extra things for my business and stuff like that. So that way I'm hoping by April of next year, I can just leave and peace out. <laughs> oh my gosh, we'll have to have a celebration. And yes, <laughs> you will have the confidence, which I think you already do, but you need to prove it to yourself a little longer that it's still not a fluke that I'm, I literally am getting, I'm good at this. I can consistently attract the clients that will pay me that. Yes. And, um, it's funny once you make that decision and you see what's possible. Um, it's like when you buy a new house and you loved your old house, but then you're like, I hate this door. And I hate this about that. Like all the things you don't like, it is hard when you see, Oh my gosh, my photography career, what I love could be my business. And then all of a sudden the job becomes like <laughs> that more dreaded thing. I love it. What does your husband say about all this? He just like, Hey, he wants you to be happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what he says. He's, he's here for whatever I decide to do. Um, he says, just don't make us broke. <laughs> just, you're do- clearly Which not doing that. A, that's- <laughs> yeah. How no, do he you was, feel- um, he was super happy though. With my last cell, he was like, wow. He was like, I knew like, he, he's told me all along, he's like, your art is amazing and you're going to go places with it. But, um, you know, he just lets me kind of do my own thing. I don't know. <laughs> I, love I love it. Last question. Do you feel like you're showing up as a different version of yourself as a mom, as a wife, as a, an entrepreneur, as a leader in your community? Yeah, there's, um, there's been some give and take and some challenges with like working the full-time job and then making the commitment to my business. And it's really hard sometimes to feel like I'm being present in all aspects of my life. And, um, so I've, that's kind of been my biggest struggle. And that's one of the reasons I want to quit my, my full-time job so badly, because I feel like I've been lacking in some of those areas like motherhood and wifehood and, and that, but, um, as far as being a different person, um, I go out and talk to people now. I never would talk to people before. And my husband has already told me like, he's like, you have so much more confidence now than you've had in probably the last four or five years. And I was oh. like, yeah, I can tell I feel better. I'm smiling a lot more. Um, so it's definitely, there's definitely been a change since starting this program for me mentally and, 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 you know, emotionally too. Yeah. I mean, eight weeks and you come out on the other side, I feel like a different person. I see it with student after student. 
And uh, I'm so proud of you for that. And, you know, I, I love that you chose the hard easy, right? The easy hard would just be to do one job and then you're hard for years and years. Whereas you're like, no, I'm going to suck it up. I'm going to do this 16 hours on top of my full-time job and being a mom and a wife, because I want to make it easier later and a little hard work. I mean, who made up the 40 hour work week? It's not even a thing, right? <laughs> and so you, you, you're pulling some long days, but look at you now you're within a year potentially of even less than a year of the possibility of running your whole schedule and making six figures, if not multiple six figures, not even full, full time. How does that feel for you? Yeah, that's, that's amazing. And I, I see a path forward. I see the way, and I, I am taking that path. And, um, I, I, I don't know if you've talked about it, the, the, um, it's like the game board, the progression through where you hit those roadblocks, you, you, you move two steps forward and you hit that roadblock. It's that resistance pulling you down. And then, you know, you're, cause you're so close to that next breakthrough. And I feel like that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm so close to that next breakthrough and I'm just, I'm feeling a lot of resistance and I'm going to push myself past that and get through. And I'm just, I have so much confidence about it now. <laughs> you tools and you know how to do it. Do you wish you would have done it sooner? <laughs> oh yeah, back. absolutely. I wish I would have done it when I first found you. <laughs> yeah. Think of where you'd be so much more growth. <laughs> Allie, oh, yeah. thank you so much for being here today. I know your message is going to resonate with so many people who are holding themselves back saying I'm not good enough because it's a choice. It's everyone's decision. They get to decide. <laughs> Thanks for being here, friend. Thank you. Hey, photographer. It's Sarah again with a quick question for you. Do you ever wonder why some photographers make $300 a session and others make $3,000? I know I did. So I dug deep into what's going on and I wrote a book for you called Worth Every Penny. You can get a free copy at joyofmarketing.com forward slash free book. Inside this book, you'll learn four ways to price your photography and why there's just one pricing strategy that attracts the best clients what to do when you need clients and why paying for ads doesn't work and what to do instead that's way cheaper. The do's and don'ts of social media, what most photographers are doing wrong that lowers their profits and what to do instead. I'm not sure there's a book on the planet that more photographers have read. 23,124 photographers have it already, so I want you to have it too. Grab your copy of the hardcover book free here. Just pay a little for shipping and handling at joyofmarketing.com forward slash free book.